Welcome back to another 10 Minute Tuesday. Today, we are getting back to kind of a part two of duck calling and uh, what to do when in the field. We went over the basics, the greeting call, um, feeding chuckle, yeah, quack, all that good stuff. And now we're going to kind of get more into advanced calls um, and something and when to use them. So take it away, Joe. Yeah. So um, I've been asked a lot of questions about this because the Midwest fly was like, hey, what is that note that you're doing? How do I do that note? When do you do that note? Why are you doing that note? And one of the the most asked duck calls, how do you do it, is the Cajun squeal, and why are you doing it? How are you doing it? Blah, 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 blah. And just for reference, here's what the Cajun squeal sounds like. And uh, the reason why I'm doing it is because that simulates a hen on the water with food in her craw, calling at other ducks and that just tells the other ducks like hey this duck wants me there and she's eating something it's like a double entendre it's like i really want to go there now not only is a a hot hen calling me down to the water she's got some stuff in her throat i want to be there too Mm -hmm. i want some stuff in my throat i'm hungry (laughs) you know and uh when i'm doing that is when i feel like my call is too loud or we're in like a backwater channel or something like that and uh other calls aren't working yeah, I was just going to say, and how can you tell when another call is not working or when the uh, bouncing hen isn't working? Or Sorry, Cajun squeal, right? Is that what, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the Cajun squeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> I, no, it's I don't just, know why bouncing hen got stuck in my head. But, no, well, that was uh, that's another one of the notes we're about to go over. But, yeah. Um, like, you can just tell when your calls aren't working. I don't know why that keeps falling anymore. <laughs> but uh, you can just tell when your other calls aren't working because they're not getting into that shooting range or they're just not finishing right. Mm-hmm. If you're in a field they're bouncing at that 40, 50 yard mark and they're, you've seen it where they just bounce and they don't come in. It's like, should we take that shot? Should we not take that shot? Uh, and on water, they're just not landing, mm-hmm. you know, or they're say you're timber hunting and they're sitting above the treetops, say you're in a backwater channel and they're just not coming in. Like they're not anywhere near the water. Do you see, uh, the time of season, uh, play a factor in any of the, the calls that you use or like, or I guess when you use, certain ones that's a good question i would say cajun squeal works really well later in the season why why do you think uh just because they're in more survival mode okay where they're looking for food a lot more whereas i'd say earlier in the season in minnesota at least i'm sure it's different in other parts of the country but in minnesota um they're just looking to be more social and be with other ducks okay i mean depending on what you're hunting but what what i like to hunt most for ducks is water yeah and so not they're not eating a whole lot. Sure, they're loafing there. They're hanging out with other ducks. They're being social, and they're probably eating freshwater shrimp or some sort of invertebrate. But um, I think later on in the season, it's just a lot more. It hits them hard because they, they can tell that that duck is eating mm-hmm. by the call and also with a feeding chuckle or any of that stuff too. But um, Cajun squeal is like my go-to duck call when I feel like it's not working, and not a whole lot of people that I hunt with really do it or can do it. And so it's just, especially if there's multiple people calling, you just sound different from the group. So it's not someone just going greeting call, greeting call, greeting call, greeting call. You yeah. just sound a little different. Yeah. You know? More ducks. Yeah. Sound like more ducks. Sound like more ducks. So then, so now that we've done the Cajun squeal, what's the next one that we would, uh, that you want to go over? Uh, the bouncing hen. And this is what that sounds like. And here's my application for the field for this. Zero. I don't use it in the field. I use it if I'm, like, feeling a little frisky and 
I just kind of want to sound different than everyone else. So if you want to show off a little bit, you can do the bouncing hen, but it really doesn't do a whole lot for you. It doesn't <laughs> add anything. It's just something that you should know for meat calling because everyone wants to learn how to do the bouncing hen. It sounds cool. It yeah. sounds great to us, but like it doesn't really do anything for the ducks. I've done it in the field and I've gotten, I've seen no like adverse reaction from the ducks. Okay. Whereas the, the Cajun squeal, I have absolutely seen a duck go like this. Whoa. And yeah. come 180 into the spread. So, yeah. Bouncing hen, you want to sound different from everyone else? Go ahead. But there's not really a huge thing. But what I'm doing when I'm doing the bouncing hen, we have a video on it, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I'm just doing want, 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 want. Okay. That's pretty much it. It took me two years to get it, which is <laughs> embarrassing to say, but. You know, I watched every video on it about a thousand times, and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And I said, screw it. I'm never going to get it. I'm never going to be a meat competition duck caller. So what was the thing that changed it for you? I just came back to it two years later, and it just clicked. So dumb. Like, what I was doing before is exactly what I'm doing now. Yeah. It just, I just, I think it was like when I presented my Your tongue just got stronger. My tongue just got stronger. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But with advanced duck calling... Um, the Cajun squeal will help you out so much in just knowing when to do it. Um, it's seriously my favorite note on a duck call. Once I learned how to do that, I, I found myself killing more ducks. And maybe that's just because I progress in every different way of my, my duck calling but um, or my duck hunting. But it's just a big thing is, like, when to do it. So, and, and in my opinion, you should be doing it within 60 yards because it's just quiet enough to where you're not going to blow them out, but it's loud enough to where they can hear it, and it just it's that extra finesse call for the ducks. Okay. Another note that took me to, like, the next level of duck calling is learning how to put my air through the call. I mean, because earlier this week I was giving a duck calling lesson to a guy. Mm-hmm. He goes, hey, I don't want to develop bad habits, so I came to you for a lesson before really even trying. I was like, well, let me hear what you can do. And this is what he was doing on the duck call. And I'm like, dude, you're not putting any air into your duck call. He's like, well, yeah, I don't, whatever, you know. I'm like, here's how much air I'm putting into my call. This is the back call. I don't think you'll have to do yeah. this. But. <laughs> like, I am throwing a bunch of air into my yeah. call. And that's just a matter of, like, what call you're using. This layers, you can throw as much air into it as you want with a certain read, and you're not going to overpower the read. The read that I have in here right now is a 6-0, so I will overpower it if I put all my air into it, but... Getting back to it, we have a video on the bark, on how to bark on a duck call. That call has turned more ducks into our spread than, I'd say, the Cajun squeal. It's just you are commanding those ducks to come down, and those ducks where you're like, ah, they're a little too high, they're a little too far out, no. no. If you have a loud enough duck call and you hammer them down to the ground, because say say you have ducks flying and you call at them, they don't do anything. Okay, what does it hurt to call louder? Nothing. They're not coming in anyway. Yeah. And I've once I became like more confident as a duck caller and I felt like I sounded good enough, I just started wailing on the duck call and then ducks would turn and they would come and check us out. They would at least give us a chance. And I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, that makes a huge difference. So to everyone out there, I would say practice it before just going out in the field and doing it with your friends because you will get made fun of for sure, especially <laughs> especially if you don't know, like if you're not like 100% on it. But get a duck call that you don't accidentally overpower the read and just start wailing on that duck call, like a huge greeting call from the top to the bottom. Yeah. I'll just do it real quick. Yeah, sure. Go for it. 
I mean, just freaking wail on it, man. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, that, and then when they get closer, you know how to bring down the volume on your call. Yep, yep. That's a huge one, man. So would it, the air presentation video that we did on our YouTube channel be a good one for that? Yeah, we should probably redo that one, though, too, just okay. because I've learned so much more in the last four years or however long it's been since we've done that video. Yeah. Well, and we have all, like, all these that we're talking about, we have videos on just about all of them. Um, I can't think of anything we don't have a video on. Um, but, yeah, and it's just our YouTube channel. I'll leave a link in the description of both the podcast and the 10-Minute Tuesday to the duck calling tutorial list. Playlist. And the people who are listening to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, whatever, this is on our YouTube channel right now, so if you want to watch it, go ahead. Yeah. At Midwest Flyways. Like, if you if you go on YouTube and you listen to meat duck calling competition, I'm not saying I'm a phenomenal meat caller. I'm going to have my hand at it this year um, down at the dive bomb contest, but if you go and listen to meat duck calling, those guys can make some disgusting noises on their calls. When you say meat, what do you mean? It means uh, meat calling is when someone's trying to imitate it's not like a a main street routine where it's like the same thing over and over it's okay um it's more of like a a hunting style competition Mm -hmm. it's like this is what people will do in the field when they're hunting it's just trying to sound as realistic as possible it's not live duck but i kind of consider it live duck but uh cory nickham is unbelievable on a duck call Mm -hmm. and i learned a lot listening to him on youtube and he can make some disgusting noises on a J.J. Lair's. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, one of the things that I noticed that he does when he transitions from greeting call all the way down to a uh, a feeding chuckle, he, he does, like, these. He's going. Like, he drags out his quacks in a way that made me want to sound like that. And now I feel like I can kind of sound like that. Yeah. I'm not Corey Nickham. <laughs> but here's here's my take on what Corey sounds like. It's just adding more finesse yeah. to your call, and it only does wonders for you out in the field. It just no duck sounds the same, and so like you can just make that thing sound the way you want it to if you're presenting your air the right way and you learn your call the right way. You can do some pretty cool stuff on a duck call. So, like, the last and, like, final thing of, like, advanced duck calling is yeah. really find out your top end and your absolute low end and then condition your tongue to do some cool stuff. Do everything in between. Do everything in between. The The middle stuff is really easy. The yeah. higher end, I think, is easier than the lower end. Okay. It's just more finesse. But I, I just practice on doing, like, finding your top end with that bark. And then finding the low end with, like, your quack and your feeding chuckles, but then also with your Cajun squeal. Like, see how quiet you can get on a Cajun squeal. Like, like just really play around with your read, essentially, and just figure out how low, how high. The medium, the in-between is super easy. Everyone can do that. But yeah. The low end and the top end is what separates a good duck collar from a great duck collar. All right. Well, so very cool. Hopefully that hopefully, hopefully that it helps. You guys out. Comment below. Let us know uh, what else you want to know about duck calling or um, really anything we can do 10-minute Tuesdays on. Or goose and, calling. Yeah. And another one that would be good to uh, watch is um, when we just do two minutes. And this really helped me when I was practicing. But two minutes of filling the oh, call. 
for um, to help you practice. And and we just have Joey go back and forth from the front of the call to the back of the call from each type of call, and then uh, so that you can just listen to it and practice along with it. Because sometimes it's like, man, like does that sound right? I've been listening to myself calling my car for last twenty minutes, thirty minutes, and I'm just gotten used to myself. Well, and here's the thing: before we made that video, I would watch a video on how to do a note. And then I'd constantly rewind. Yep. And I'd be like, okay, he sounds like that. I'm going to do mine, rewind it, listen to him, stop, do mine, rewind it, listen to it again. This just makes it so you don't have to do that. Yep. So check it out. Uh, Thanks for watching, guys, and we will see you soon.